Well, we're very pleased to welcome now to the show. We're we're going to be interviewing John Crowther and uh, Del Barris. Uh, John Crowther is a Central Florida native and the creator and writer of the dynamic new comic book series Rochelle the Teenage Cockroach, which debuted in March 2015 with issue 170 of AC Comics Femforce. The series chronicles a teenage superhero born to a human mother, but with the combined DNA of a cockroach, enabling her with numerous cockroach-like abilities. The series is drawn by renowned artist and our guest, Mr. Del Barris. Del is known for his work for AC Comics, DC Comics, and Marvel on such series as Femforce, Blue Beetle, Death's Head 2, and Conan the Barbarian. Dell is also widely known for his animation work. I'm very excited about this. He's worked on the Transformers, the new G.I. Joe, the amazing Spider-Man. Uh, so, uh, gentlemen, welcome to the show. Yeah! Thank you for having us on. Uh, awesome. Um, so what is this that I'm, I'm reading that, Dell, you're in a collaboration book right now with Nikolai Volkov? Uh, John Crowder is uh, writing number two, episode number two. It, it, and uh, it's a Kickstarter. I don't know if uh, it's uh, it's done or or. I, I love that story. It's about yeah. the, the the legend the legendary wrestler. Yeah. Chris is a is a big uh, wrestling fan. Uh, so, so for me, you know, for for you know having having him being one of the all-time greatest, like, villains for us to be able to do a story. I Honestly, when I read that, I was like, they're doing a children's book with Nikolai Volkov? <laughs> you you got to give... Okay, so some background for those of us. Like, my wrestling knowledge, yeah. like, it ends at about Randy Macho Man okay. Savage. So picture, give me... picture Cold War. All right. All right, so who are we against? We're the the Ruskies. The, the, the Ruskies, yeah. Duh. Nikolai Volkov, just this pale as can be, kind of almost out of shape, Russian guy. I mean, wearing the red speedo, you know, with the the hammer and sickle thing, saying America is terrible, and you know, having Sergeant Slaughter and Hulk Hogan and all those people coming and kicking the crap out of him. So he had a great career, he really did. And you know, sometimes he would change, and all of a sudden he become. He was able to work both angles, where he could be the hero or the villain. So, you know, I thought that was really interesting. So, John, you're you're working with him. Yeah, actually, it's really neat how we got together. Um, we had a mutual friend who knew of the Rochelle series I was doing with Dell, And uh, he told me, he said, you know, Nikolai, he's living up in Baltimore now. He's a volunteer with the Baltimore Police Department. Oh, really? Yeah. And he said, uh, and I was a huge wrestling fan. I mean, I back WrestleMania 1, I mean, I, I was watching that stuff as a little kid, Friday Night Fights and everything. Yeah. He contacts me and he says, you know, Nikolai's always wanted to have a comic book series done on his life story. Uh, but he can never get anybody who'll commit to do it. He goes, so here's his telephone number. Why don't you give him a call? So I gave Nikolai a call, and I'll tell you what, this guy has got an amazing story. A lot of that stuff you see on TV yeah. uh, is not far from the truth. He, uh, he he actually, at the age of 17, defected to Canada from uh, communist Yugoslavia. And he came in and started training with Stu Hart. If you're a wrestling fan... I oh, yeah, absolutely. The Great Dungeon in Calgary, Alberta. <laughs> Absolutely. So he defected, they brought him into Calgary, and he started training at the dungeon with Sue Hart. 
And, 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 and he wasn't Nick, he, he, Nikolai, now Nikolai Volkov, actually, those are real names for him. Nikolai is his middle name, and Volkov is his mother's maiden name. Wow, that's pretty crazy. That's such a great, that's such a great name. Yeah, it's so Russian, you does, know? Does he talk with, yeah, so he, he is from, he is from the the, uh, the Ukraine, you said? Yeah, he's from Yugoslavia. Yugoslavia, Yugo. Yugoslavia. Yugoslavia, and so he was from the Soviet bloc, and he came over, and, and he was actually wrestling initially in, in a tag team called the Mongols. And he was eventually discovered by Vince McMahon Sr. at a time when Vince was, was trying to uh, gather up all the different territories through the United, throughout the United States and, uh, and, and consolidate them into what was then called the WWF. Right. So he grabbed Nikolai along with another gentleman by the name of the Iron Sheik. Oh, of course. Oh, Iron of course. Sheik. Now you're talking my language. Yeah, the Iron Sheik, Andre the Giant, Hulk Hogan. Uh, you mentioned Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah. Feathers that were in there. And there was a core of about, I'd say, 12 to 13 guys. And he said, listen, we're going to create this WWF. And I want you guys, you guys are the biggest stars in the territories right now. And I want you to come in and wrestle for me. And, and, and what that senior said to Nikolai was, I want you to play this role of an evil communist character. <laughs> and initially Nikolai said no. He said, I escaped communism. Right. Why would I want to come to this country and promote communism? And Vince told him, he said, you know, if you really despise communism as much as you say you do, why don't you go up there and portray it for the evil that you think it is? So Vince, we had, as you were mentioning before, we had what was probably at one point the biggest villain in professional wrestling created. Brilliant. See? Brilliant. Isn't that great? Brilliant. Um, and then he, they had this guy, he'd go up, as you remember, he into an apple, spit it on the crowd. Yeah. Command that everybody stand while they sung the, the Soviet national. He would, anthem. yeah, he'd stand there in the middle, and people would boo the crap out of him, oh. and he just, and he kept his face. I'm sure it was very hard for him to keep us, you know, not oh, smiling. And to know that, you know, of course, nobody knew it at the time because, you know, at that time wrestlers very rarely have ever broke character. Right. So, right. You know, so he had to make nowadays, you know, with the internet and everything, they're out of character ninety percent of the time. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, All right. Yeah, that communist mean evil character with him, you know, full time. Huh. Yeah. So that's something we have something to look forward to. We, we, we have that. To, so we have that to look forward to from from you, John. That that is terrific. Well, absolutely. And one thing I'd like to point out on that is we currently we're running a Kickstarter campaign on that on behalf of Nikolai uh, in order to get the full funding for it. And we've got about I, I want to say about twelve days left on Kickstarter. And if people are interested in, in, in jumping in on that story, it's going to be a three-issue miniseries. So where where would they find it on Kickstarter? What would they put in for it? You just go into, into Kickstarter, look under comics, and type in Nikolai. Okay. Perfect. Right. You know, we're really proud to say that within the first four days, we were fully funded. And uh, we're trending as the number one comic project on Kickstarter for quite a while. Uh. But, but now we're, we're reaching out and hitting our, uh, our, our stretch goal, so there's a lot of free autograph things that are going to be available to people who, who continue to back the project. You know, there's some, some incredible art, original art commissions from Dell, some of the original art pages from the book, so there's a lot of good stuff still available. Fantastic. So, all right, so here's what we're going to do. If we get this thing going, we get it published, then I want all three of you next time so that we, we all can interview and we all can talk. That'd be great. In fact, I talked to him, and he is—he uh, said that he'd like to coordinate coming down here. He'll definitely be down here for WrestleMania. Oh, that'd be fantastic. We would love to have you guys and, and be able to do that. All right. Chris's head would literally explode. I, so I just try not to get on his shoes. So they didn't get a video of you singing the song. 
Oh, that'd be a great day. Yeah. All right. So for both of you guys, uh, what was your entry point into professional comic books? Why don't we let Dell start? Yeah, go ahead, Dell. By the way, I, I just want to say thank you for that. Thank you have, like, made our childhood. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> no, but that, that, that is my, that is like my, like, pivotal childhood. You made me cry like a little girl when you killed Optimus Prime. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, things happen. <laughs> Take that! <laughs> he just took your mode, he's like, meh! <laughs> Uh, you know, I, did, I did a lot of comic books for Marvel and DC. Uh, Incredible Hulk, Spider-Man, who, Green Arrow, and, uh, whatever. Who is your favorite uh, among them? I mean, apart of removing anything that you're currently working on, so Ro- Rochelle aside, who have you drawn for the big two, Marvel and DC, that it was your favorite, do you think, to draw? Well, let's do the Hulk. I did that the Hulk for... You don't do that very often. And I, wow. Okay, all right. Um, See, that's really interesting. You don't hear that very often. Like, everyone that I've talked to, like uh, Jim Fern, he loved doing Jubilee, he loved doing that, but he had a lot of fun actually drawing Aquaman. That was kind of his thing. And, yeah. You know, and then uh, John Beatty, he was talking about the Punisher and how excited. For this, I'm happy to hear that the big green guy's got a supporter, you know? Well, I was going to ask that. Which Hulk was it you were drawing? Were you were drawing the green or the gray? I was doing... Um... After John, John Byer or John Beard? Yeah, yeah. And then I did uh, Defenders. Defenders, so this would have been Green Hulk. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, John, what about you? What What was your entry point? Okay, my entry point actually connects directly with Dell. A, a lot of people, some people know, a lot of people don't. I'm actually an attorney, usually. Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. And about two and a half years ago, you see, I had always been an admirer of Dell's work, particularly on the Blue Beetle. Mm. Yes. I, I did a little research and found his address. I'd never met him or spoken with him before, and I wrote him a letter. And I, I told him who I was and how I admired his work and how I had an idea for a comic series, the Rochelle series, and never thought I'd hear anything back, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah, and about two months after I sent the letter, I got a letter back with a nice piece of art in it <clears throat> that said, call me. Wow. Wow. What? Just like that.
writing all three scripts. I just got the final uh, art back on issue four from Dell, and, and we're just we're right wait to do the pay sheet up issue, huh? Yeah. Outstanding. Where? where oh, sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, it's just to me, it's, it's, I look back now and I, I tell this to people sometimes when I'm doing these conventions that just to think two and a half years ago, I was on the other side of the table just admiring people's work. Now I'm sitting there signing books. Well, it's kind of kind of the same for us, actually. You know, it's kind of fun that we get to be kind of the voice for for the nerds. We're able to stand there for you guys and be like, you know, they're not gonna gush. We'll gush. We're we're fine with it. I, I don't I don't mind. But it's it's kind of a weird factor for us. Like we did this for fun, and now all of a sudden, you know, we're able to talk to you know great people like people yourself, people like you. I mean, it's 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 amazing. I I think that the genre of comic books is so special because. It's one of the few where I think you really get to meet your heroes, mm-hmm. and and it's it's really cool. And then you realize they're a lot like you. They're not, you know, the high and mighty who will stand there and have an agent and all this good kind of stuff. Normally, they'll they'll just sit and talk to you, and you know, and they like, you know, talking about where they've come from and what they've done. Oh yeah, yeah. What? And I've made great friends over the last couple of years. It's really really been living a dream. So what what were your influences growing up? I, I want to kind of hear about the evolution of Rochelle, the teenage cockroach. I want to hear where did this idea come from? What were your influences? Looking at it, I've I've looked at some of Rochelle. Uh, I'll be honest, uh, some of it really reminded me a bit. Her her look reminded me a bit of the Blue Beetle, uh, and so I'm wondering if that was part of the inspiration for the character. I, I really would like to hear the sort of the evolution of this character. Okay, well, the, the evolution of the character, I can be honest with you, you know, I've always been into comics ever since I was a little kid, and, and fantasy and such, but it's a little bit different probably than what most people would expect. Um, the reason I came up with it, first of all, I've got a daughter, who she just turned 17. Oh, okay. And, but I always wanted a, a comic that were, not always, but when, when she was about 14, 15, I'd always thought it'd be nice have a comic book for her because I look out there and I see that there are a lot of strong a lot of female characters but none that are strong lead characters that in my opinion haven't been over sexualized. No, totally agree with you. We've actually had an entire show just based on that. Yeah. So I was kinda of, I thought there was something missing. So my thought process originally was to create a comic for her. And but at the same time I wanted to teach a lesson through it. And the lesson I was trying to teach or am trying to teach is that just because something is different than us doesn't mean it's better than us. It doesn't mean it's worse than us. All it means is that it's different, whether it be a thing or whether it be a person. So I take an innocent child, a teenage girl, and then I combine her with what a lot of people would consider the most disgusting thing on a planet, a cockroach. But where does she get her superpowers from? She gets her superpowers from the cockroach. So even though a lot of people look at a roach and they think, oh my gosh, this thing is disgusting and whatnot, they don't realize it actually has positive characteristics as well. Yeah, she's going to live forever. Yeah, so they're immune to radiation. You know, they can fly. It's, it's, it's on, in, in comparison, by size, it's the fastest creature on the planet. Yeah, I, there are a lot of things about it that are positive that people overlook. So I try and hope that when people read it, that they see that, you know, get a little bit of that from it. That just because something's different than us, it's not better or worse. It's just different. Everything has positive qualities. That was something that I noticed when I was reading the book, John, is that you know, as, a, as a female lead in a book, the, the way that she's drawn, she's not overly sexualized. No. Uh, you do seem to try to teach a lesson in each one of the books. I thought that the, the subplot uh, of the, uh, the mind crash 
was uh, was that was cute because uh, you look everywhere and Minecraft is is everywhere and and the uh, the idea that we're all just sort of being absorbed by electronic media. Uh, I, I thought that was great, but I have to say, my I think my absolute favorite thing that I read in the comic, I love the line, everyone's brave until they realize the cockroach can fly. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why I am telling that with the story. <laughs> I, I love that. I love that. That was brilliant. Now, Del, this is for you. So, with with Rochelle, where where did you come up with that idea? I mean, obviously it was both of you talking back and forth, but what made you go more of the armor instead of like an X Men kind of mutinish? Well, uh, actually, um, John has a, a has a an illustrator, an, an artist back before me. Oh, but uh, I think uh, you know he didn't he didn't make it because of the style or whatever. Well, well, who developed the designs of the of the characters? Then was that was that you, John? Did you conceive of the the? Was that done? Yeah, actually, what happens is how we how we do it is I I'll make a description. I mean, I'm obviously I can barely draw myself out of a box. Oh, me either. You're good. Yeah, but I uh, you know I'll do a description of a character in for Dell. One of the things I think I find really amazing about myself and Dell is. I can describe something to Dell, whether it be in our script or whether it be me trying to describe a character and how I want the character to look and the feel I want for the character, and Dell is able to bring it to life. I mean, it's amazing to me a lot of times seeing my words, and then he sends a, a, an image over, and I'm like, oh my God, that's exactly what I pictured. Oh, that's awesome. You know, and so we're really on the same page with a lot of that, and, and to be honest, it was one of the reasons I was drawn to Dell as an artist and why I wrote him in the first place. I mean, I loved his style before. You know, I think you're done. Yeah, and, and, and when you, when you, I think for it to work, for a writer, you can have a great writer and you can have a great artist, but if they're not on the same page with the style of art or the style of writing, they're not necessarily going to put out a great book. I think Dell and I have that chemistry. And so I do, I send it, I, and Dell mentioned himself too, I, I send a description to Dell and Dell, Dell brings it to life. And it's really, honestly, honestly, it's, it's really amazing how dead on he is with every character I send over to him. Yeah, what's what's crazy? I will say this. You know, normally, uh, as as you guys know, obviously, since we do the show here, Jay and I read a lot of comics, and I can tell you when I read it, I can say, okay, the artist and the writer are not working well together. You can tell when they're they're not cohesive. Reading this, you know, reading this piece, you're looking at it, you're like, okay, it seems to me these two live in the same room, you know. So it's really good that like literally the story is bouncing right off of everything. So I, I got to commend you guys for that. You don't live in the same room, do you? Oh well, we can't wait. See, so yeah. seriously, you guys don't live in the same room, right? <laughs> How do you, yeah? So that was another question that I have. Can you tell us a little bit about your process? How do you how do you coordinate the creation of of an issue? I'm I'm assuming a lot of email is involved. Yeah, thankfully we have the internet. Yeah. So you know, I, I send a PDF file of a, of a script over to Dell. I always ask him for input to make sure he, he, you know, he agrees with everything. I'm open to any suggestions he has on changes, and, and then he does the art, you know. And he's got free reign, you know. He obviously will change some, you know, some of the layouts that I send over. But who am I to argue with a guy who's been in the industry for over 30 years? He knows what works. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll send a script over. Dell has the freedom to change the layouts a little bit if he needs to. He he does always tend to stick to the to the script itself. But then he'll send images back and forth over the internet, 
and I'll review them. And then from that point on, once I've got the full book, for instance, he just sent me the final uh, the final pages for issue four of Rochelle. Then I forward them over to our colorist, who's provided by Antarctic Press, and uh, and then we just kind of move on from there. But everything, and they're in Texas. So I got Dell in California, I'm in Florida, and then our colorist is in Texas. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, and, and you make it work. You make it work. That's that's fantastic. We live two cities away and we barely make it work. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, Del, uh, can you tell me, who who are some of your influences art- artistically? Who um, You have a style that, if you don't mind my saying so, reminds me, it's somewhat a bit like uh, George Perez uh, or, or even uh, Mark oh, yeah. Bagley. Um who who were your influences artistically? I was a, I was a newbie uh, growing when George Perez was famous, uh, and then uh, yeah, I uh, I took up employment uh, with Neil Adams. I hope you know Neil Adams. Oh, oh absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I continued to here in California. Wow. I worked with him for five years, canceling, uh, wow. inking, and uh, absorbing his uh, whatever. <laughs> That is amazing. And, and uh, you know, I uh, I also met uh, Dan Barry on the Flash Gordon. You and yeah, yeah. No, I'm a huge Flash Gordon fan. So go ahead, man. Yeah, I work. I work with him. Oh wow. Uh, that's that's fantastic, Dell. I will say, like I said, uh, I I don't mind gushing. I will be that person who will gush. Your Blue Beetle is by far my favorite version of the Blue Beetle. I loved the original. Smart guy with a suit, not this alien tech wear, which is cool, but I love Ted Cord. I love that original Blue Beetle, you know? It made me, like, I remember as a kid reading it, saying to myself, well, here's a normal guy, and he's able to do all this stuff. Oh, absolutely, man. We border on obsessive. Yeah, so, you know, we line wallpaper. But uh, no, seriously. So that was that was a big thing for me, and, and me seeing that, I was I was really really excited. So thank you for that. Um, D- Del, who is someone that you haven't drawn yet? Is there a character you haven't gotten your hands on that that you would like to? Uh, well, I did Conan, Spider Man. Uh, I think it's Batman. Ah, the Dark Knight himself. That's funny because the last artist we had on, Chad Thomas. Chad Thomas was like. I want to do Batman, and he got to do Batman. Everybody so. wants to lay their hand on Batman. I, well, uh, I work with Roy Thomas too. You know, we did a lot of superhero stuff. That's crazy. So, so Roy Thomas, right? Chad Thomas. Chad, Chad Thomas. Yeah, he he does um he does some books for uh, Archie Comics and uh, also no, no, he, Roy, Roy, Roy Thomas. No, Roy, 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 Roy Thomas. Um, what were some of your? What were you reading growing up, Dell? Were there? Uh, you have you always enjoyed comic books? Uh, would you Would you consider yourself a geek? Well, I always enjoyed comic books, although I'm not a geek. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> the, that's. A, I mean, that... I always loved. I always loved drawing. Uh, see, that's the way he went. So, what about you, John? What What made you? Uh, what were you reading as a kid? What What uh, made you interested? Well, I, I'll, I'll say I'm a geek. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was a geek before geeks were cool. Yeah, the, amen. Right, right. So, but I was I was reading a lot of stuff. I mean, I was a big fan of Mark Wolfman's books. Uh, Crises on Infinite Earth was a big. Oh, oh, uh, oh yeah. Friends, a lot of Jewish friends is art. Um, I remember as a kid, I would get dropped off of my school bus, and I my school bus would drop me off about a half a mile from my parents' office, 
and there was a little Rexall drugstore. And that Rexall had a had a spinner. Yeah, oh yeah. 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 I actually have one of those in my comic book room. Yeah, yeah, oh well, god, I gotta get one. <laughs> <laughs> but the books I think at the time they were going for like sixty cents or seventy five yeah. cents. Yeah. My mom would hand me about four or five bucks and, and you know, once or twice a week on the way back for school I'd hit that spinner rack and grab whatever I could. I had everything from Right, exactly. Like Sp- you knew what Spider Man was doing at that point. Oh, oh yeah, but X Factor, I was a big fan of X Factor and the X Men. Uh, you know, and, and, and a little little trivia for you too. At the time, there was a little comic shop when I didn't hit that Rexall. There was a little comic shop over in, uh, and you'll, you'll see the reference for this over in Deland, Florida, which is near where I grew up. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. I work, I work, I work with that. Good. Some of the original books were drawn right there in the land. Oh, that's crazy. Wow. Yeah, and so I've got like issues one through thirteen, the first, the first printing. Wow. No idea was ever going to get big, but I had a buddy back in the day, and he'd say, "Hey, John, you got to check out this mutant ninja turtle series." So I was like, oh, "That's kind of silly, you know." But I got, I pick them all up and loved it, and I still got those books. Oh, that's amazing. Right place at the right time. Exactly. Spe- speaking of where you're from, let me say that that's one other thing that I like about Rochelle, and that is it, she's a comic book character, and the story is set in Florida. Yeah. You so rarely see a superhero tale that's from set Florida. In... Yeah, but what better state, honestly, than, than Florida, especially for her with her powers? Palmetto bugs. They're everywhere. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and to let you know, you probably know from reading the books, one of her primary powers is the ability to, kind of like Aquaman would use his telepathy to call on sea creatures, she uses hers to call on an army of cockroaches. Yes, exactly. Ant Man writing up stuff with the ants. I mean, she's got a heck of an army here. I can't think of what better way to, you want to talk about uh, psychological warfare. What what better way to psych out just your cover enemy? People in cockroaches. Just cover them literally with cockroaches. Millions of cockroaches. <laughs> that that is that is fantastic. Well, um, as as we start to kind of. Uh, wind down our, our interview, because I know you, you gentlemen have got to get going. Um, I, I think what I'd like to ask is, uh, you know, with, with the market being already so saturated with, with comic book characters, with superhero characters in particular, what is what is it that you'd like to accomplish? What is it you want to do with Rochelle that you, you think maybe hasn't been done already in the genre? Let's answer that question. Okay. All right, John, what do you got? In comic books, they're only drawn from, for animation. If, uh, if the comic book is, uh, is famous, they're going to do it on animation and live action. Oh, yeah. What's where they're going to get your uh, bread and butter? Yeah, right. Yeah, right, no, right. I agree. I could see this, honestly, as a cartoon. I could see this as, you know, a weekly TV show. Yeah, that's what they're working on right now. That's, really? That's fantastic. And one of the things I try to do is not say it's never been done. Like, as Dell mentioned, Dell's Del's really on the forefront for pushing us with hopefully getting an animated series going. But what I'm, or what I'm trying to accomplish through this is I've gotten tired of how serious a lot of the comic stories have gotten, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, you know, everything, you know, it's, it's, you've got the blood and the gore, and everybody, you can, you can, every character has kind of fallen into that trap. And what I was trying to do when I, when I started the Rochelle series is to kind of a throwback 
to the fun time with comics we had back in the 80s. Yeah, she's fighting crime and she's fighting super villains and such, but it's on a, on a lighter sense. As you mentioned, the line we use, everybody's brave until they realize the cockroach has wings. You know, we're going to have a little fun with this one, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and show people that you can write a good story without having to have all the, the blood and the gore and, and, and always the serious lines that are in there. Hmm. I, I like that. I, I like that a lot. Um, absolutely, yeah. Uh, I, everything is so. This is something else we've talked about on the show. Uh, everything is so grim and gritty. You know, not not every character needs to be Batman. Batman's a very cool character, but not every character has to be Batman. And that's actually a common theme for us. We even say we're like, okay, guys, we get it, but you don't have to be brooding like everybody else. Exactly. So we, we want to be. I think that sets us apart. You know, it sets us apart from a lot of the books that are out there. Well, now that I know that th- there's there's ideas a- about getting this animated, I'm already casting this in my mind. I think you need to get either Tara Strong or uh, or Lacey Chabert to to do the voice of of Rochelle. Rochelle, yeah, wow. So go forth, go go forth and prosper. All right, guys. So you guys have an event coming up. Why don't we uh, Why don't we talk about that? You you have uh, an event coming up at, uh, at Viera Comics. Oh, this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, good. I think, Chris, I think it's a good thing you reminded them. I think they might have forgotten. Okay, well, guys, uh, apparently you do this weekend, so uh, why don't why don't we talk about it? What do you guys got going on? Yeah, let me tell you, uh, it, and this is, it's exciting for me, too, because Del and I have only met over the phone and through emails. So we were lucky enough to have uh, Tom Rob, who is uh, he runs the Daytona Beach Comic Convention. Uh-huh. He has he is flying Del in uh, for the convention that's this Sunday. On the, the 13th, he's flying down in on Friday, uh, so we can do the convention. But on Saturday, the 12th, we're going to be making an appearance at uh, Vieira Comics in Vieira, Florida. From I think it's from two to seven, we're going to be there. Oh wow, it's, that's a good length of time. Yeah, yeah, we're going to be from about two to seven. Del's going to be signing copies of, uh, and we both will signing copies of the first three, first three issues of Rochelle. Anything if anybody brings any of the uh, the old books that Del's done, Blue Beetle or Death's Head or any of those, he'll be happy to sign them and and meet people and talk to people, maybe do some art commissions. And then we'll be doing the same thing over in Daytona Beach at Embry-Riddle from 10 o'clock until I believe the ending time is 6 o'clock. So about from 10 to 6, we'll be at Embry-Riddle in Daytona Beach at the ICI Center, which is their basketball team. John, John, I got you covered, buddy. I looked it up on Facebook, and you are actually going to be there Saturday, November 12th from 12 to 6 at Vieira Comics, according to Pete's website. That's where we'll be. All right. Fantastic, guys. Guys, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on with us. Thank you so much for taking the time and, and just chatting with two nerds. Yeah, you're welcome. I appreciate you And uh, you feel feel free to come back in the future. We would love to have you on in the Anytime. future. Anytime. Just, Anytime. Just drop us a line. You oh, want... Yeah, oh, that would be that would be great if if we could have the five of us sitting down and be able to have a conference. I'll just try, you know, if you want to keep him at a distance, I just don't want to make him mad and have him try to rip my head off. Sounds good. All right, guys, this has been Jay and Chris interviewing John and Dell for Rochelle the Teenage Cockroach. Thank you very much, and we will talk at you next time. Bye bye. <laughs>